Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another episode of Talk Appella. I am one of your hosts, Brian Alexander, and joining me as always is... Your other host. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. <laughs> Who possibly has a name at times. Alicia Edwards. <laughs> there we go. You know, sometimes it's one of those days, you, you know, know, what can I'm, you say? I'm you know? clearly out of it. I obviously know my own name. I've had it for 31 I, years. <laughs> I was about to say, I was getting a little worried here. I'm just like, okay, all right, you know, co-host has you know no name. You know how we talked earlier? I was like, it's been a rough week. Obviously, yeah, we can tell now. That just confirmed how rough the week has been. My right there, that intro. <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I, I get it. Life happens sometimes. <laughs> Aside from that, though, Alicia, <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, all things considered, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I've still got my job. Yeah. I've got my house. I've got my husband. I've got my right. animals that I love. Very important. I mean, there's a lot of crap going on in the world, which is really unfortunate. But I am blessed right. in that... I am doing okay. Right, exactly. And that's that's great to hear. Yeah. And I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. It's a very tough world to deal with right now. A lot, lot is happening. But I am glad that we're able to spend some time, you know, just welcoming people onto the show, having some nice conversations and just really learning about others. And I, I will say, as someone who's definitely been affected by a lot of this stuff going on, Acaville Radio is a great platform that's just very inclusive, has allowed us to bring on so many wonderful guests of different backgrounds, right. different styles. And it's, you know, that, that's what matters at the end of the day, just being in, in an inclusive environment. I totally agree. I mean, you were talking about how we've had a variety of guests on the show. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. This is, oh. I'm, I'm going to be able to learn a lot of dirt, I feel like. No, for, there will be no for, secrets for shared on host. today's episode. <laughs> that, is not, well, that is not me. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I'm also excited, uh, maybe for different reasons, but uh, <laughs> joining us is a, a very dear friend of mine. We spent some time uh, singing together in college. She was actually one of the, the founding members of the group that I was a part of in college. Uh, joining us is Stephanie Koss coming out of Austin, Texas. Stephanie, Woo! how are you doing? Woo! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm doing great. Hey. Good, good. And, okay. And I'm being very formal, but I'm just going to go out and just say that I'm going to call you Steph because that's how I've always known you. Um, <laughs> Alicia, you're welcome to refer you know, to her. I probably will. So I told you that my best friend also from high school also lives in Austin and her name is also Stephanie and I also commonly refer oh, to her as Steph. So it's okay. It's, it's part of the name. Yeah, it's part of the name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, now that we we have introduced our guest, can, let's learn a little bit more about you. Steph, can you like tell us a little bit about your background in music? I know that you've done a lot of different stuff kind of growing up through the secondary education and then college, collegiate years. Tell us a little bit about what you've been a part of. Well, when I was born, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I've been singing my entire life. I think a lot of people who would probably listen to this podcast would be singing people, people who appreciate music. I have been in any, anything and everything, choir, performance choir, musicals, the Green Tones acapella group, which was, you know, 
some of the best times of my entire life in college. I've done some performance work, mostly just going to places like bars and whatnot when they're like, you can come up and, you know, have a performance. And I go up there when I can, karaoke. I'll do anything and I'll try anything. But for the most of it, a lot of my singing has been in choir up until college. College, the acapella realm really came into focus because that was my, my vocal reach right there. I wasn't doing theater anymore. I wasn't in choir anymore. It was just acapella from 2008 to 2013, I believe. Yeah, that's my background with that. And uh, I've got to visit a lot of places, do competitions, make a CD. I mean, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. I'm like picking up like this fearless performer vibe from you. I'm like, you just did anything that you could pretty much get your hands on is what it sounds like. Pretty much. I mean, if someone in the room was like, what, you sing? Sing something right now. Because you know people do that. <laughs> Isn't that Everybody the truth? Everybody does yes. that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like every acapella person has been through that at least five times. My exactly. Sing something for us. It's, oh, you're in an acapella group? Do you know how to beatbox? And I'm like, no. What? <laughs> no, I don't. But... I did one song, yeah. Really nice. I was like, you know, I could try, but I'm going to save myself the embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> just make a bunch of sounds. <laughs> right. So, Steph, so just to kind of kick things off, um, I'm, I'm really glad that you're on the show because I had a former Green Tones member on the show before, Trent Bynum, who co-founded the group with me. But I love the fact that we get you on the show as a founding member of the group. You were there from the very early days of the group. You saw all the, the chaos and struggles we had to go through originally. But just to kind of kind of started off you know what do you remember from your early days as a founding member of the group you know what stands out when you look back on your time with the green tones i think what stands out the most is going into it and thinking this is going to be a fun activity and yay i found friends because mm. when i got into college the only person i knew going to unt was an ex-boyfriend mm. <laughs> and we uh -oh. were still friends but i mean it was that's all i had that's the only mm -hmm. other friend I had for my very first semester in college. And it's because of him that he was in the same dorm as uh, Brian and oh, Trent. Okay. <laughs> and he comes to me and he says, hey, I have uh, these guys on the same floor as me that are or the same dorm as me that are, you know, looking for people to be in an acapella group. Would that be something that you're interested in? I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, please. So it's because of an ex-boyfriend <laughs> that I actually found Trent and Brian and not knocked on their door and was like, so you're starting this thing, huh? Okay, I want to be a part of this thing. And think back then, it was just this idea. It was just going to be this activity. And then it just kept going. We built with more people. We all learned better how to make music, not just copy music from other groups that had already done it before. Mm -hmm. But like we made our own and started making performances and then thought, what do we want to do with this? Do we want to do competitions? Do we want to make a CD? Do we it became, oh, actually, do we want to be recognized by the school? Because we weren't yeah. recognized mm -hmm. yet. That's true. And that's really thinking back to those early days of what it was, was just this idea of this fun activity to do. It became school recognized it became something that you know the unt can actually say that we have this here 
come to our school. We have this thing. We helped start that. And that's that to me is just like the best part of the story. So my understanding is you do have a background in choral music. Is that Does that sound accurate? Yes, mostly choral until I got to college and then I went full acapella. So can you tell us what it was like to go from an organized choral background to a group of diverse musicians who were kind of just trying to figure this new thing out? We had a lot of struggle in figuring out what the heck our sound was okay. because we yeah. were just finding <laughs> songs that we thought would sound good without actually thinking what kind of tone do we want to put to this? Mm-hmm. Do we want to have it be more rock style? Do we want to have it more jazzy? Do we want to have it more pop? We didn't really do that in the beginning. In the beginning, it was really just, this is a really good song. I think we're going to sound good on the song. <laughs> hey, who can solo on this song? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lofty ideas in those early days. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I think the favorite one that I remember is Carry On My Wayward Son. Oh my God. <laughs> we tried that in the very beginning and man, that was was a little out of our league for the very beginning of starting out yeah. like and a little trivia on that number wow I, I can't believe you remember that but the arrangement we were trying to do we shouldn't have been trying to do that because it was actually an arrangement um i found from the unc accordance and yeah. we were trying to do their okay. version which they, they had already their established acapella right, group right. they had you know a history of and time to figure out who they were right. as musicians and we were just like oh well let's try this that other group cool. let's song. see if we can do so. it <laughs> Exactly. That's how it was. It was really hard. Going back to the question, it was just, I think it was really difficult figuring out in the very beginning, what is the green tone sound? Do we have a sound? Or are we just going to be this mishmash kind of, we do these kinds and these kinds and these kinds (laughs) of songs? Right. Yeah. There were a lot of different ideas on what we wanted to do. I'm like, there was a lot of, we're bringing in so many different music tastes and like music styles and stuff. And you're completely right. I think that it was just hard figuring out, you know, how do we organize all of these thoughts into something that's like cohesive and coherent at the end of the day. And that, I, I agree. I think that was the biggest thing within, at the very least in that first year, we just wanted to do any and everything without really knowing how to. Yeah. I'm curious as to whether or not it was like, I'm thinking of like a light switch. There's some where you can just turn them on and off. And then there's some where you can like dim (laughs) them and make them brighter gradually. I'm curious as to how the experience was finding your sound. Was there just one day where it clicked and you found it? Or was it something that you feel like was much more gradual? I think honestly, it was much more gradual. And I never really feel, I never really felt like we had like, this is the green tone sound. I oh because we had different members. Right. Some members would come and go. We mm-hmm. also had different leaders. We decided on different directors during the years, okay. and then our sound would change. Like I think of it not as a dimming light or a light switch. I think of it as something just continuously evolving. Okay. It was always changing into some. This is now the green tone sound. Oh, this year this is now the green tone sound, and it was just continuously evolving based on people, directors, and what we were singing for. Because there were some years where we were more so focused on our performance for the school and competitions. Mm -hmm. And then there were years we were really focused on the CD that we wanted to make and making that into a cohesive sound. So 
those different parts of the years really changed our sound constantly. Yeah, and that's such an interesting take on it because I, I think back to whenever I think back to the group, I'm always it's you get a different take from me. Uh, it's very similar to yours, of course, but then you also for me, I kind of had to live with the figuring out all the the details and everything with Trent and I being the co-founders, being the uh, some people in leadership positions constantly. So I'm I, it's actually really opened up my eyes a bit to just kind of what your take on how we got to the point that we ended up getting to. And I'm also curious, though, because as someone with just hearing all of these things that we had to overcome and all the challenges we faced, you know, I think it would have been very simple and easy, an uh, easy solution to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to go with one of the university sponsored core groups. And I, I know that we actually did pull a few people away from the, the choirs there, which was, you know, that go go team there for us at the end of the day. <laughs> but I'm curious for, for you personally, why take that risk of dealing with all of the challenges that come with such a new organization versus just going with something more established? You know, what did, what was in your mind, in your heart as to why the you went the route that you did? I'm going to have kind of a long-winded answer because <laughs> I'm going to reference something first. Mm-hmm. So I adore Lord of the Rings. Okay. And <laughs> I adore the way that Peter Jackson did the Lord of the Rings films because it took seven years. They actually, you know, grew plants at Hobbiton and things like that. Like they, they really dug in deep and they didn't know if it was going to be a giant success, but they were going to do it right. They were going to dig down hard and they were going to take the time to make this thing happen. I wanted to be a film director when I first went into UNT, literally because of those movies and the behind the scenes that there's like freaking amazing hours of. (laughs) There's a lot of hours of behind the scenes for Lord of the Rings and I would watch that religiously. Like I watched them (laughs) all the time. So I think because of that and just seeing where something small can grow and the camaraderie that comes with it, the satisfaction of staying with something to the very end and the achievement that you feel whenever you start with something that's just an idea and then it's just a fun thing and then it's no this is more than just a fun thing we're going to take this seriously and we're going to grow and grow and grow and grow and at any point when it got tough because there were tough times there were tough times where for whatever reason we would lose half the group because they needed to go do other things they needed to focus more on school whatever the case that happened a couple times and that was so hard and i still to this day and i i hope my memory is correct but i think it is i never ever said I'd rather just go join another group and start over because for me, I was there from the beginning and I was Mm going to see through it to the end because I knew that even if it ended with three of us at the very end, (laughs) it would still have been a beautiful, wonderful adventure, wonderful journey. And I was going to see it through, especially because, hello, I was excited. I had friends. (laughs) These were my friends. I wasn't going to leave my friends. Like, to put it simply, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no, I, and I get where you're, you're coming from. I'm like, there, there's something to be said about leaving a legacy. And like, I, I don't think a lot of people realize sometimes you have to be placed with the right opportunity in order to even be 
have that moment thrust upon you because all it would have taken when I look back with the green tones at the end of the day I remember when we came into the university I did hear rumblings that there was a group that tried to form before we did so all it would have took is someone you know a half a year before us to try and start this up and we would not have been the first group there so I completely get when we're discussing these ideas of being a part of something new something that could be historical even and then on the other even more important end the friendships because it's so it's scary you know coming into college environment you know for me personally I had a close group of friends but none of them came with me to school and so you know friendship was a very important thing I wanted wanted that I wanted people to connect with people to grow with and so I totally understand that friendship meant, means a lot to you meant a lot to you at that time and it, it played such a huge de- uh, factor in your decision making here it really did just having the friendship of course and then also the journey that i wasn't going to leave that journey no matter how hard, how hard it got i was not going to leave that journey yeah and it's something that alicia and i have discussed because um on a previous episode we had a friend that alicia sang with in her group and i'm like i could just our last episode with janae and I'm like, you just like you feel those connections, you you just pick up on them. And you're just like, you know, there was something special that these people went through together. And it, it, it means a lot. Right. So I'm curious for you, Steph, what would you say made those connections so strong for you with Brian and Trent and the others who you sang with? Not the ex-boyfriend, obviously. <sighs> he wasn't in the group besides him he wasn't in the group he was just who introduced me to this idea he was the gateway the gateway yeah 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 he was i need to send this to him now because he's gonna he's gonna laugh (laughs) his name was richard (laughs) oh man i am still friends with him on facebook actually Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to send this to him. Anyways. (laughs) Anyway, we digress. You've talked about how you never wanted to leave these people because, I mean, you you weren't about to leave your friends. So what would you say made these connections so strong for you with this new group of friends in college? Kind of going back to the same thing where you take an idea and you take a project and you work really hard and put passion. That's what it is. You put passion into the project with a group of people with the same drive or similar drives and they're all trying to make it good. You're trying to make it good. We're all trying to have fun. It's just this drive and passion that that drove it forward. And of course, yes, my friends, I'm going to stick with them. But I also wanted to stick with that project because that project was what we were there for. We were very passionate about it. It definitely taught anytime people ask me about it, I, I talk about it like it, it's <laughs> it's my past baby. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. No, and, and I can I can uh, attest to that because I, I even after leaving the group, I know how Steph feels about everything that uh, her experiences with the group and the friendships I know that she's still friends and you know we're still friends with people from the group and unfortunately not every group has that experience not every individual that goes through a group so it's it's big it's huge and then you add on as she's talking about passion I don't know anyone in my personal opinion that's more passionate about their art or what they do than like a performer you know specifically like musicians I'm like it's something about that that connection with that art that's just like it you just feel it within you and then when you connect with others who have that same chemistry it's it's amazing so it's kind of like I would imagine 
like synergy with the group once yeah. you've yes Ex- like once you've bonded i mean i, I guess not musically i guess mm-hmm. once you've made connections out yep. like you've made connections outside of the music i feel like it really helps it all gel and come together yeah. that much more yeah because you have your musical connection with each other but you also have your interpersonal connection with right. each other and it right. just mm-hmm. further strengthens it well, and if you don't like somebody you're, right. you're not gonna be able to sing as well with them <laughs> 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 it, it does prove to be a challenge before it it's definitely a challenge has. for me if i was i can't remember a time specifically where i sang with somebody i didn't like but i feel like if i did i, I mean there, there are times <laughs> like i've been at concerts and somebody is singing next to me and i'm like oh goodness you need to never open your mouth again there's been that <laughs> but if i'm like in a musical group or singing like in a church setting or something i've never been yeah. in a setting where i'm like I just don't like that person. Oh, so, boy. That, I applaud you for being able to have I that experience. You. I have not I mean, had not, that same experience. That. <laughs> that's not saying that I like everybody because, I mean, if I said I did, yeah. I would be a liar. But I feel like right. if I was in a, a setting where I had to sing with somebody and I just didn't like them as a person, it would be really hard for me to put on a face and perform, I feel like. Yeah, I get where you're coming from with that and and that's interesting that you bring that up so actually that makes me think of a question for for Steph here so we're talking about these friendships that you have with the group and you're really getting to know the other people you sing with and you see on a regular basis and I'm curious and I'm sorry to put you on the spot but can you ever think back to a time when like you ever had to be critical with one of your friends in terms and for the sake of the music that you're doing because it's very easy to kind of say that you know what we have an open policy of honesty when it comes to friendships and stuff and you know i'm always going to give it to you like how it is but then you get into an acapella group and you develop friendships and i'm wondering have you ever struggled with having to like be a bit critical with your friends in terms of the music that they were delivering i don't think this is gonna sound bad i think but maybe not i don't think i've ever struggled with that i think a lot of the people that i felt like was struggling in some kind of tone or pitch or whatever mm-hmm. someone else in the group was already taking care of it <laughs> <laughs> right. So- <laughs> right yeah usually there's a music director right yeah, yeah like I-, I don't think i and if i did like nudge one of my friends and say like oh hey i think i could only hear you i could not hear the altos could you you know like maybe tone down the volume a little bit i think i did that a couple times and i think it went over fine i don't think Mm -hmm. i can't think of any specific time where i looked at somebody said something that might help and they were like (laughs) 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 we were all in it together so we were were just like oh okay all right cool they may have thought some things but they didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And and that makes sense. I'm like, generally, that that is reserved for like the, the music director position or someone with a certain position in the group. It's just you never know. Sometimes we have a way of connecting with people in a way that others might not be able to. And sometimes that opens up a level of honesty. And like I said, critique that you feel comfortable giving other people. And, you know, sometimes that's not everyone's case. So I get it. Yeah, I think when I was in the group, I was more focused on my sound with the group, how I sounded, was I blending, things like that. I was so focused on the performance for me and if it meshed with the group that I wasn't, I didn't have that mindset. I didn't have that mindset of, ooh, that bass over there is out of tune. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't thinking those (laughs) 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 Yes. 
<laughs> Actually, face. I was. Yeah, there was. And like, beatboxer. The, I told before you. we I told established, you we were gonna, I was going to get some dirt today. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I don't like where this is headed anymore. Sorry. <laughs> no, our first few years, like we didn't have like your traditional soprano, alto, tenor, okay. baritone, bass voicing. We just had SATB, and so unfortunately, there were years when we had three or four guys all singing bass. And, <laughs> those first few years that was one i was one of those dudes yes we had some songs where we're like okay so who's gonna be bass and tenor and whatever and it would just change like Mm -hmm. sometimes this person was a soprano sometimes this person was an alto eventually we finally were like you know we're really gonna develop a cohesive sound (laughs) we might want to start actually putting each other in parts that sound best for our voices and for the group sound so we did (laughs) right eventually we wised up there so i think that's more of a challenge to having to sing when you've got like multiple people singing the same part i think bass and like like typically only because i mean you generally tune down to the bass but Mm -hmm. if the two basses aren't singing the same notes like maybe one of them is a little pitchy but you can't tell which one yeah who do you tune to so i mean it can be challenging i'm sure well not, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I know because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes you have a bass section of multiple people and the way of life is just like some basses are stronger than right. others. And unfortunately, some people that are grouped as bass are really more baritones. Right. Like in the case of me, I'm more of a baritone, right. but there are times, depending on the song, I can do a little bit more bass wise. So, yeah. And on that note, we unfortunately do have to take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to come right back on Talk Appell and continue speaking with uh, my good friend Stephanie Koss of the Green Tones. And we'll be right back here on Talk Appella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community-supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but... There are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org. Check out the member benefits because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And welcome back to Tacapella. That's right, Tacapella fans. I'm Alicia Edwards. Just to make sure you know that I know my name, unlike earlier at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> and I'm here with my good friend Brian, and we are chatting with his good friend, Stephanie Koss, who is one of the founding members of UNT's Green Tones. Before we move on to discuss a few other things, prior to the break, we were talking about how sometimes it can be challenging to sing the exact same part as somebody else where you're singing in unison, especially when there's bass and the bass aren't quite singing the same notes and and Steph told us that she's got a story for us I don't know about you fans but if you're like me I love stories so oh same so same. Steph take, take it away <laughs> yeah so it was kind of going back to our struggle in the in the beginning where we were just picking up random songs singing whatever parts we wanted and we didn't say well I'm an alto I'm a bass I'm a soprano so when I joined Green Tones I was soprano and <laughs> I came from my high school from doing all state and I was chair one soprano. So oh, very, very high. Nice. Like very high, ridiculously high singing. Well, I'm making all state choir in Texas is a big deal. So congrats. Yeah, that's too. huge. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I have that under my belt. I don't remember what year it was, but it was <laughs> one of my years in high school. I got chair one. So that's, yeah. yeah. But it, I was coming in as a soprano and something happened in college where my voice just dropped. <laughs> just dropped dropped uh it's like i don't know my body hit vocal puberty late or something (laughs) that's a great phrase vocal puberty yeah (laughs) 
So <laughs> I'm singing and I'm starting to feel like I'm struggling with these songs also because it wasn't choral. Oh, we were doing okay. pop songs, right. which is such a different right. placement in your box. So I started realizing that I might need to switch to alto. Well, during that time, I had overloaded my schedule with full-time school. I had a full-time job a part-time internship and part-time yeah and part-time green tones (laughs) so i overloaded myself and there was uh, i think it may have been mid-year where i had to leave green tones and so i i had to leave and when i auditioned to get back in because yes i auditioned we were then at that time established enough that we weren't just saying yeah you'll join yeah you'll join (laughs) because that was the very beginning after a a little while it was actual auditions to get Mm -hmm. into green tones and even though i had been a prior member i had to audition to get back in so i did as an alto okay okay yeah and for the rest of my green tone time i was an alto very cool yeah. So it's funny that you bring that up because uh, she clearly She's does. She's got to see what? it. <laughs> so we, we wanted to actually bring up and discuss with you about your time away from the group because I know that this is kind of becoming more of a recurring thing for a lot of collegiate acapella groups out there. They'll have these times that throughout the year where they might have members who either go study abroad or just, you know, commit to other endeavors and activities. And for whatever other reasons, they decide they have to leave the group. They have members that leave the group for periods of time. And, you know, there are some groups who, you know, just welcome people back as it is. And another group groups you know they as you mentioned uh some are really established they have this very detailed very structured thing that they're trying to accomplish and they were like no we need you to re-audition because that's just the level that we hold ourselves accountable to so with that can you elaborate just a little bit more on you know what do you remember about that choice to leave because earlier in the show we talked about there were all these very unique friendships there was this whole idea of hey i'm part of this thing that's well established becoming well established and it could be something historical in the sense of the university but at the same time you had all these other commitments so why the choice to leave given all of that i just was not getting sleep i was stressed it was making me sick so then i was sick in green tones and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm gonna get other people sick i'm actually anemic so oh, no. <laughs> yeah oh, so i do i do get sick often so that was just the thing was like i'm overloaded uh full-time this full-time that part-time this part-time that is full too much so yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it was it was knowing that i had to drop something i couldn't drop down my full-time job because i needed the money i, I wasn't going to drop down mm-hmm. full-time school because i was already in my class and I wasn't going to drop classes to fail at that point. So I was like, well, my internship goes towards my future career. The only thing that actually makes sense, but is going to hurt me like hell, is dropping mm-hmm. the green tones. So, oh man, I was so beaten up. I cried so hard and I cried when I told the group and my friends were still trying to see me and reach out to me. And it was really odd. Like, the first few days, my best friend Liz would not talk about rehearsal or talk about what they were doing because oh, she knew that if I brought it up, I was just going to be really sad Aww. and upset. Mm-hmm. Like it was so hard, but I knew that I was going to come back. 
I knew that I had to drop it for now for my own health and mm -hmm. I would finish out the semester, still be full-time school, but not take 15 hours. I think I dropped it to 12 and then I, did I drop the, no, I still had full-time work, but I dropped my school hours to 12 and then I asked if I could do less hours on the internship so that way I could do green tones coming back. Yeah. And that's, you know, that. Honestly, I'm like, that's a reality of life at the end of the day. And that's commendable that, you know, you realize that, hey, this is something I'm super passionate about. This is something that means a lot to me. But I do have these other commitments that, you know what, unfortunately, you know, we're not going <laughs> to unless you're like pentatonics, you're not going to become a millionaire or, you know, make tons of money. Off. Not saying that pentatonics is millionaires, but you get what I'm trying to say. Make they're, a living well off known. of acapella. Exactly. They're yeah. well known. Yeah. And so I get it. And it's a hard choice at the end of the day and I think that goes to show the power of what acapella groups can do for people you know it's really this perfect balance of like friendship and art at the end of the day and like I said I, res I respected your decision at the time I get it. it's not something that you know people don't always have the means or the availability to do this and so we got it completely and I it definitely touches my heart a little bit more just hearing it again and realizing what you went through because I didn't know that you know Liz just kind of held back from discussing the group and kind of gave you your space away from it so that's that's a little bit eye-opening yeah we tried to talk about other things we tried to just you know stay off the topic of green tones and it was her trying to you know not make my heart go ah, but <laughs> what a good friend yeah, yeah yeah she's and still to this day like we we skype at least once a month or so oh, especially funny. during this covid stuff uh -huh. but yeah like we talk all the time she lives in laredo <gasps> oh, another texan another yeah. texan i remember going to laredo with my my parents when i was a kid so i'm curious so what do you remember about you know your time away from the group because obviously you know you spent a lot of time in your early collegiate years getting well acclimated to the group getting used to this lifestyle this kind of rehearsal schedule what do you remember about just being away from all of that because it sounds like you you were probably just so busy that you know it probably wasn't as impactful as maybe i'm thinking it might have been but i could be completely wrong no, it, yeah. As soon as I dropped green tones, I could get a little bit more sleep on the evenings that we had rehearsals. So it, it freed up more time for sleep because those were times I didn't have scheduled for work, but those were times I either needed for homework or for sleeping. So it freed that up. Even though it hurt my heart so much to do it, it did help. I was able to get more sleep. I was able to get more homework done. I just finished out the rest of that semester just focusing on, okay, I do work. I do school, I do internship, and I rest. And I pretty much just finished out as fast as I could. And then as soon as summer hit, I was like, all right, not doing that ever again. And I just made a total, total readjustment and figured mm -hmm. out and just kept asking Trent and Brian and Liz, like, hey, when are tryouts? Hey, what do I need for tryouts? Because I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Right. <laughs> right. And and that's, that's so interesting to hear about the adjustment. And, and it's very interesting because, uh, Alicia, I know that you did acapella during your time as a, a, a master's mm -hmm. student. Is that? I did it my second year of grad school. Right. And so I'm sure that was an adjustment for you as well in the sense that Steph is talking about life away. What about your life kind of going into? I mean, acapella? going, I'm kind of a crazy person. And when I say crazy, I mean, it was like an unhealthy crazy. I had to do everything. Like 
when I was in middle school and high school, I did like every extracurricular activity I could. I was in band and in orchestra. I didn't do choir though, but I, I probably should have. <laughs> but like in college, like my, my last year of school, I knew that noteworthy, noteworthy was something I wanted to audition for. I had seen the group performing on campus, probably like my freshman or my sophomore year. And I just thought it was the coolest thing, but I never like at that time, at least I hadn't like really caught the bug yet. But I, I knew who they were. Um, and then my, I think I've told you this story, I'm pretty sure, Brian, that I went to a basketball game where they sing the national anthem at BYU. Oh, and yeah. And I saw there was right. a girl who lived in my apartment complex a few years prior. And this was my first year of grad school. And I was like, I could do that. I want to do that. <laughs> no, and it was nothing against <laughs> mm-hmm. her because she's a great singer. But I was like, it made it like feel a little more tangible to me. So yeah, I was like, made it I want to try out. And yeah. so I auditioned. They, they weren't a part of the school. So I mean, there were challenges with that. But we did the audition at the beginning of the school year. So it wasn't like, I mean, now they do them at the end of the school year going into the following year. But that year I was, I think it was the first week of school was when the auditions were. And so it was on a Friday and Saturday. And I got called back and that was really cool. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to do this because I mean, we had, we rehearsed nine hours a week. So three rehearsals, three hours each. And then they were like, we don't recommend that you work during this time. And I was like, oh, like that's not going to happen because <laughs> right, I, I need money. Right, I needed yeah. money. I was paying for school. I was paying for rent. I was paying for my books, food, groceries, all everything, like all of the above. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. So I was a teaching assistant. I was a resident assistant, so I had two jobs. I was taking full-time classes as a grad student, <laughs> and I was on Noteworthy, and not, it was so much fun, and I didn't sleep. I should have slept more. <laughs> I should have sacrificed my grades, but I didn't. So, wow. like, I would I would stay up until, like, 3 a.m. every day, and then wake up to get to class by 9 a.m., and... Ooh. Oh, my I mean, gosh. It sucked, but... I'm making up for it now. My husband makes fun of me. He's like, okay, grandma, when it's like 930 and I'm like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) Right. Man, what I'm realizing just from listening to both of you is like, uh, you're making me feel bad because I clearly didn't do enough outside of acapella in college. You were in it, Brian. (laughs) You were in it, Brian. Acapella is life. Life. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you were in it. Well, I I told Brian that he is a much bigger acapella nerd than I am. Oh, I don't know anybody bigger. Brian is the biggest acapella nerd that I know, and I love it. Oh, man. If I blush, you guys would be making me blush right now. (laughs) That is something to be proud of. In my opinion. Yeah. I, I guess so. You know, I'm waiting for like them to create like a game show about random acapella <laughs> knowledge. I'm like, yeah, then I can go cash in. But till then, uh, you know, I'll just keep talking about no, it. I think, that's all I, I got think it would point. be an unfair competition. So I would think that you should be the host. <laughs> Ooh, I, I take that as well. I definitely do that. That'd be that'd actually be really fun. Yeah. So going back to this whole idea of joining a group then having to leave, then coming back to it. So, Steph, we know that you eventually, as you already mentioned, you re-auditioned, you were accepted, you got back into the group. What stands out in those last few years? Because that was later on in your college experience. Um, so what stood out in those last few years to you, you know, as highlights of your time with the group after you rejoined it? There were some debate in the group before we were going to make the CD about if that's the direction we wanted to go. And it was a big, like, green tone divide that was really hard to kind of get everybody on board. Some were like, wait, 
if we're going to be focusing on making a CD, we have to start gigging, like making gigs, mm-hmm. making money, which means we probably don't need to focus on the competition side of things anymore. We need to gig. We need to book right. things. And that was a shift. So for me, what I remember most is that shift to being like, and I wanted a CD too. I was one of those people on the CD side of things that were like, I want a CD because yes, we made the Green Tones University recognized. Great. Mm -hmm. And yes, people know us. Great. I want something tangible other than recordings of of us on stage because nobody keeps that. Like it it goes on (laughs) YouTube and now it's gone. I wanted something tangible that I could have and it was that idea that I was like, I'm on board. Let's start gigging. Let's start trying to get as many weddings as we can do, as many, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever we could to get money to make the CD. And that shift to me is really memorable for the the later years. We did all finally agree that that's what we all wanted to do. But at the very beginning of that, it was a hard divide. People were like, wait, what? No more competitions? Why? (laughs) Because we need money (laughs) to make a CD. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's something I don't think a lot of people consider because I think maybe on the outside looking in, they just think, oh, well, you're a music group. Obviously, you're going to make some kind of CD at some point. But that's a good point that you're bringing up. We did have people that were just like, "Uh, this isn't really that important to me. You know, I think that there's some other things we should be focused on. So um, just word to wise out there. Not everybody will agree in terms of the direction of an acapella group. Yeah. And that I remember most about the later years, but also really good things about the later years. We started doing the send-offs. So every Mm. time we had our last performance of the year, if it was going to be your last performance as a green tone because you were graduating, you had a solo song and we would write the solo song and we would perform the solo song. And we, I think at one of the performances, we, or maybe two of them, we had a slideshow of green tones pictures playing behind us, I think at one of them. And it (laughs) just, oh my. My gosh, tearjerker! There was not a dry eye in the house. I remember that one. Every single when we had to say bye to Trent, we had to say bye to Brian, (laughs) and then it was me, and then it was like I don't remember who all graduated in the same or different years, but I do remember either being on stage for someone's goodbye song or being in the audience for someone's goodbye song, and every single time (laughs) I cried every time. You know how in like those rom-com movies where like at the very end, the couple just magically gets back together and it's just like the most like tear inducing moment on. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm thinking Jerry Maguire. I'm like, you had me at hello. <laughs> that was pretty yes. much what that concert w- was uh, after that slideshow was just like, oh, my goodness. Uh, that, that was so beautiful. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. But yeah, those were I remember going on trips. Of course, those were big memories. I remember mm-hmm. going to you know, to weddings. Those are big memories. Gosh, there are so many big memories. But just as far as like what I remember for the later years, it was gearing up for the CD and then having everybody do their send off because they're all graduating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was beautiful. It was a... I think that's a really neat tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't think we started it soon enough because I think that there were maybe one or two people who graduated before we were able to really give them a, a send off. They were definitely pivotal people in the early years yeah. of the group. Yeah. We should have done it sooner, but I'm glad we did it. I can't say we did that with the group that I was in. And I feel like every acapella group kind of has their own their own thing, like their own little traditions that they mm-hmm. do. So it sounds like that's something that Green Tones does. Like um, one of the things that my acapella group does, not my my current, my collegiate acapella group does is they'll 
I mean, they don't do it every concert, but they may do it once a year where if there are any alumni who are there, they invite them up on stage to sing How Great Thou Art with them. And that's usually yeah. usually a tearjerker because it's just a gorgeous number that was arranged for the group. We yeah, have I- one. But I feel like those are those are kind of those those elements that I guess help you stay or help you feel connected to the mm-hmm. acapella yes. community, whether it's the community at large or just your group. Yeah, exactly. We have actually had a couple. I think I remember a couple other times where I was an alumni in the audience and we were invited up. I think one was Coldplay. What was that song? Oh, Viva La Vida. Yes, Viva right. La Vida <laughs> was one. That song. <laughs> no, we did that... it so much. Oh exactly. my God. That was That's the song what it that was lasted. Right there. <laughs> It we lasted sang that all song four so years. Much. Oh my goodness. Why yeah. did it last all four years? We sang I it have all no four idea. years. <laughs> no joke. My sister, that was her favorite song that we did, and I didn't understand why that was her favorite <laughs> because we like over sang that song so much. Oh, that's fantastic. In the current group that I'm in, I, I typically I have told members in the group. I am okay with repeating songs from previous years as long as we only repeat it once. <laughs> so if we've done it two years in a row, I'm good cutting it in future years. Our group never got that memo, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, the other one was uh, off the CD. Was it Bottoms Up? Bottoms Up. Bottoms Up. Yeah. yeah. They sang that a few times when I went back to see the future group. So yep, I wasn't so same. mad about that one, you know? Yeah. They kept that one for a while and I was like, cool. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm like when I turn like 50 or whatever and I go back to a concert, if I can like get up on stage and still feel comfortable singing Bottoms Up. Oh, fifty. Oh, <laughs> okay. Singing that. I was like 50. You think you're gonna be able to get up and go on stage when you're 50? <laughs> no, I'll be able to. Come on, Brian. I'll be able to go up on stage and I, I'll still obviously have swag and everything. I'm like, you're I'm one like, of the healthiest people I know. But I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah, talking about the future, I guess. My understanding stuff is that you've done musical theater and I think you've mentioned, I think yes. you've mentioned that as well, but I understand that when you left the green tones, I'm guessing post-graduation, you continued with musical theater a little bit after that, at least. Only for one other thing. Okay. Yeah. So when I left college, I went kind of full force into my job okay. and not so much into performance. In fact, I kind of lost it. And it was, I was like, I am out of college, not performing anything. I'm not doing theater. I'm not doing singing. I'm not even going out to karaoke right now. What the heck am I doing? with my life like I just stopped performing but another camaraderie story is my high school the theater program there is extremely strong with the camaraderie we're all still connected we have an alumni page and we started an alumni foundation okay yeah so that foundation to add money to it we were invited back to do alumni performances so I got invited back to do a musical with all of my high school friends from back in the day and I did that musical two years after graduating from Green Tones because that okay. two-year period of not doing anything was rough. <laughs> <laughs> so as true. soon as they were like, yeah. you want to do this? I was like, yes, I want to do this. So I did an alumni performance with my old high school, Haltom High School. Okay, very cool. So can you tell us, I mean, maybe not right away, but you have done some musical activities since your time on the green tones did your time in acapella have an impact on those future musical endeavors that you've you've participated in i think my time in acapella what it really did for me was give me more tools for my voice okay i came from high school all choral Mm -hmm. i hadn't I'd done some pop for the school, but it show choir. It's still choir. Right. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to acapella and I change my sound. I change my voice part. I'm now an alto and I start singing pop songs. I start belting and things like that. Like what acapella did for me was it showed me all this, the different things I could do with my voice. If I was to tell myself going into college, if I was to look at myself and say, hey, when you grow up, <laughs> you're going to be an alto. And you're going to want to belt uh, ballads and rock songs and <laughs> things with, with grunge in the voice. Uh, you want to sing Avril. You want to sing Lady Gaga. You want to sing things that are more guttural. And my younger self would look at my older self and go, huh? What? <laughs> I can't do that. Oh, that's funny. That's not what my voice does. That's really interesting to me that you've brought that up because, I mean, Brian and I talked to, he mentioned that we talked to one of my friends who I sang with on our last episode, and she said something very similar because she had a background in choral and musical theater, and then she started doing acapella, and she's like, well, I learned how to riff. She had never done that before, and so mm -hmm. she didn't, I don't think she used that, the same wording that you have, but it sounds like there's a parallel there. Yeah, like acapella just gave me more tools more ability. Right. I didn't know my voice could do that. I even did a beatboxing song on <laughs> one of the years you of, of did. I forgot I did. about that. I did. Wow. I learned how to beatbox and I did one song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I think that's did she? Oh my I'm sorry. My mind just I don't know what happened there. I completely brushed over that for some reason. I'm sorry. Yep. I did beatboxing once. Um I switched voice parts. I couldn't belt, now I can. I mean, that's what I would say acapella did for me is I may not be performing a lot right now. I may not be doing anything right now except for maybe karaoke when I can and singing to whoever will listen to me. <laughs> but <laughs> I know that I can do way more with my voice now than I ever could before, a lot because of my time in acapella. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Love it. And with that, we are going to take one more commercial break. But to our audience, don't go away because we will be right back to speak just a little bit more with our friend Stephanie Koss. Each year as we travel the world here at Acaville to bring you coverage of festivals and events, we have a chance to sit down with some amazing groups and artists. Starting on our new show, The Pulse, you'll get to sit down with them too, alongside host Rachel as she brings you some of the best of our interviews from the different festivals and workshops that she's attended. Check out The Pulse every Tuesday at 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West, and then again on rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. West. And we're back. Thanks for tuning back into the show with us. We've been speaking with Stephanie Koss. Uh, she's one of the founding members of the UNT Green Tones. And it's really awesome just to get that perspective of someone who was there from the very beginning of a group's foundation. She's given us so much to think about. She's talked to us a little bit about her time away from the group, which a lot of people and collegiate students go through when they join acapella groups. Sometimes it causes them to depart from the group and then rejoin. It's exactly what she did. And uh, she's also spoken to us about her time after the group and what acapella could do. So thanks for that. And on that note, we always like to have a little bit of fun on acapella. Actually, we like to have lots of fun. And with that, just, we just are going to do just a little, like 10% of fun on the show. But no just more. that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we stop at 10%. If you go to 11, no. 
not allowed. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to have some fun and do a round of rapid fire questions with Steph. So, Steph, are you ready? I am. Awesome. Uh, Alicia, would you like to kick things off? I am so ready to kick things off. Steph, what is your favorite musical? Oh, oh. Rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> rapid, rapid fire. fire. Oh, gosh. Why have I never asked myself this before? <laughs> what? She doesn't know uh, her favorite musical? I, I'm, I'm no, so surprised. No, I don't. Because I'll have to say my favorite musical that I've ever seen live. Okay. Okay. On Broadway, Lion King. Oh, that sounds okay. so good. Acceptable. Very acceptable. Oh. All right. What's your favorite non-singing activity? Acting. Nice. <laughs> that yeah. was rapid. Yeah. That was good. That was. <laughs> favorite acapella group or song? Sound of Silence. Dang Ooh. it, Brian. You showed me this group and I have never gotten out of gotten it out of my head of who they were. Stanford a- Harmonics. Yes. They do the most amazing cover of that. Yes. No, the I most amazing cover of Sound of Oh, you yes. had to. It, it was on Boca. It was awesome. Gonna... Oh, thanks for bringing so that back good. up, Steph. What, I really appreciate that. Uh, the Stanford Harmonics. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hidden passion that most people might not know. Teaching. Okay. I works. never want to be a teacher, but. <laughs> I will if it's something I know how to do, mm-hmm. like training people, I will teach you, I will train you, and I'll have a good time doing it. I love okay, so I'll take that back. Not teaching, training. Okay. I love training people. I've always been a trainer at any job I've ever had. Always the trainer. Wow, that's great. Favorite place you've ever performed? Okay, so define performance or I'll just go with it. Brian, define performance. Just <laughs> Just where, favorite place you've like ever sang at before, or uh, yep. no? But in your case, you've also done a theater, yeah. so I guess what's the like where like a place? It can be a location or like a venue. The train station in New York. Uh, my entire really? high school group had gone up there for a New York trip, and we went to the train station and into one of the big, big openings where it's got a lot of echo. Like Grand Central, and we stood in a circle. I, yes, Grand okay, Central. Okay. Yeah, and we stood in a circle and we sang. Oh my god. I'm blanking on the song. It's a very popular choir kind of religious song. Not My Heart Will Go On. That's not it. At the end, it's got the amens. Amen. Amen. Da, 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 da. You don't know that song? I mean, I'm a fairly um, I religious one. person, da, but I, da, da. I don't know off of that. Yeah, I can't Oh, uh, the, 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 I got it. I got it. The Lord bless you and keep you. That's what oh. it was. That song done in the train station at New York with the echoing, people stopped where they were going and they all just stopped and started listening to us. And people were crying. Aww. We weren't even doing like a performance for any reason. We just said, hey, we just kind of want to sing this right now. We all stopped and we did it. And the whole station stopped to listen to us. That's amazing. That is cool. All right. A year in space or a year underwater? And by underwater, I mean like in some kind of... I know. I'm like... uh, Some kind of place, some uh, some dome or some... What do they call those? submarine. Some kind of structure... Yeah, yeah, or submarine. I mean, if it's going to be between a space station and a submarine, I'll pick the space station. But, <laughs> okay, but I mean, sure. it, where, where's Aquaman from? Is it Atlantis? Atlantis. Oh, yeah, like, a year yeah. in Atlantis yeah. or a year in space? Oh, I like that a lot better. Okay, okay a year in space or a year in Atlantis? Atlantis. Okay. I mean, well, I, yeah. I can't blame you there, especially if it comes with Jason Momoa. Oh, okay. He's not and- included. <laughs> I mean, I would. I don't know what I'm going to see in space. I mostly will see mostly stars and nothing else. So, I mean, if, if you're in the yeah. sea, there's stuff swimming oh, by all true. the time. It's much more entertaining. That's, that's true. A, that's a very good point. Yeah. And if you, if you were in Atlantis, Jason Momoa would be wearing a sweater. So, no <laughs> shirtless Jason Momoa. I would take that still. 
<laughs> or it would be like Jason Momoa from that Super Bowl commercial where he like oh my. <laughs> the scrawny Jason Momoa and he's like yeah. this really like scrawny yes dude. <laughs> very unattractive Jason Momoa exactly <laughs> oh that was such a good that was a good one okay my favorite question cats or dogs <laughs> I can't uh, oh, I, have I both. thought that this was going to be the one for Alicia Alicia <laughs> always chooses the I one have no one goes both with. But I will say this, cats are easier. So, cats. Cats are easier. Boom! I think that's as close as you're going to get, Alicia. That's as close as we're going to get. Otherwise... I have three cats, so... I also have three. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Three cats and four dogs. And four dogs? All right. And four dogs. Wow! That's amazing. Boy. That's like a... Wow. (laughs) Okay. What about your dream job? We've been talking about singing for so long. (laughs) during mm-hmm. this episode that now I'm like, wait, what is my dream job? Maybe it should be something to do with singing. <laughs> uh, first thing that comes to mind. What's the first thing? Film director. Perfect. I like it. Original. Yeah. Favorite food that you could eat for a week straight? Pasta. Okay. That's a good Ooh, one. Ooh, good choice. That's a really good choice. All right. Final question. Are you an early bird or a night owl? <laughs> Can I say both? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's an either or. And- I pass out midday, but you catch what? me at night or you catch me in the morning what, and I am awake at be? both. A, a midday? I don't even know what animal comes to mind. A midday. Well, that's okay because I'm neither. <laughs> oh, boy. I am both. I will be a night owl or I will be a morning bird or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> or morning bird. That's what I'm calling it from now on. Morning bird. I'm a morning bird and I'm a night owl. I am tired in the afternoon. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's great. Awesome. All right. So per tradition, Steph, we do always ask our guests to give some advice to, I mean, it could be somebody specific. It could be just the acapella community. And the advice doesn't have to be specific to acapella. But if you could give advice to anyone right now, what would you say? I think I need to make it more specific just because it'll feel more true. Yeah, I, I think I specifically want to give advice to anybody who has ever been involved in acapella and is no longer involved. So here's my piece of advice. It is not imposter sin- syndrome if you're like, well, I used to sing, but now I don't. So I really don't consider myself a singer. That's not true. If you ever did acapella, if you ever did singing, if you ever did performance... You can still say that you are a singer, a dancer, an actor, whatever it is you were to this day, even if you're not practicing it right now. Just because the guitarist hasn't picked up their guitar for a month doesn't mean they're no longer a guitarist. They still are. They're just not practicing right now. So that's my piece of advice to anybody who's ever been in acapella and is just not doing it right now. You're still an acapella person. You're still a singer. You're still a performer. And you can find ways to do it that's maybe not in acapella. Maybe you can get involved in a a choir. Maybe you can get involved in theater and do musicals. Maybe you can just, I don't know, have a karaoke group of people that always go to karaoke on Thursdays. Whatever the case may be, you can do something. So don't ever think to yourself, because I have thought this to myself, I'm no longer a singer. I'm no longer a performer. I'm no longer whatever. Yes, you are. You are. Thank you. That was well said. And I'm sure so many people needed to hear that. So that was wonderful advice, Steph. Yay. So Steph, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you, learn more about you, see what you got going on in your life, where could they go to find out more about you? Well, I don't have much. (laughs) 
I don't really do social media as far as like a promotion of like anything I do because I'm not doing anything right now. The only social media platform that I'm even on is Facebook. So you could find Stephanie Koss. And if you give me a private message and just say, hey, you listened to this podcast and you had questions, I'll answer you for sure. Like you can reach out to me on Facebook, Stephanie Koss. In my picture, you'll probably see a black cat in the background. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the Stephanie Koss. Yeah. So other than that, that's the only other way that you could probably reach me. I got to ask, is that, is that one of the three? Yes. I have a black cat too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is special to me. (laughs) So Alicia, if our listeners wanted to keep in touch with you, where could they go? They can find me on Twitter. It's Alicia Edwards. 19 that's e-l-i-c-i-a you know how to spell edwards one nine you can also find me on instagram my instagram is e dot squared because you know my first and my last name both start with an e so e dot squared 1989. And how about you, Brian? Where can they find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex, Brian with an I. And then for all the work that I do at College Acapella, go follow all of those channels on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And on that note, that's going to do it for our show today. Steph, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was a great time just speaking with you, catching up, and, and just and learning, learning so some much dirt from on you. Brian. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> never allowed again. Never again. We're, we're pretending uh, we were talking about dirt on brian <laughs> right we really do appreciate you taking the time it's, it was uh great having you on today thanks it was great to be here thank you so much absolutely on that note that's going to do it for our show today please go follow talkapella with two p's and two l's on twitter and as always you can go and hear previous shows on our website at talkapella.org. And of course, go give Acaville Radio a follow. They are the reason we have this wonderful platform to continue speaking with you all, uh, just disseminating so much knowledge from our guests. And we really do appreciate all that they've given us here. So go follow them on Twitter and visit their website. And on that note, that's going to do it for us today. So thank you for tuning in and for everything else. Stay tuned.